Welcome to Sitting on a Hill Game, a tabletop RPG podcast. Okay, welcome back to Sitting on a Hill Gaming. We are a tabletop RPG podcast. We play something I loosely call 5th edition. It's it's close enough. Um, I am your game master, Raya. I am joined by three of my four regular players. We have Jonathan. Hey. Jenna. Hey. And Daniel. Hello. And we have two very special guests joining us this week uh, in place of Mr. William as he is on vacation. And just to confuse everyone, one of them's name is very similar to Jenna's, and I will probably get it wrong at some point. I apologize now. Um, so from the Saving the Game podcast, we have Jenny and Peter. Hello, hello. Hello. Yay! Yay! Yay. All right. This is very exciting. This is my first actual play. Yay! Very exciting. Awesome. Okay, sweet. Now I don't feel any pressure. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. All right. Don't ruin well, this for everybody. The pressure is being felt by me more than you. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, this is the first time I've ever played and had it recorded. Now I feel more pressure. pressure. Okay, yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm excited. All right. Uh, actually, I want to start with you. So you guys are from the Saving the Game podcast. Explain to our lovely audience that is not mostly made up of already your listeners, what the Saving the Game podcast is. Uh, Peter, do you want to take this or should I? I've been saying this a sure. lot recently. Since I'm one of the founding hosts, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, you... Saving the Game is, as far as we can tell, the first long-running, uh, explicitly Christian RPG podcast. We started out dealing with um, kind of issues of... Uh, whether or not Christians should be playing these games and then branched out very quickly into using what uh, Grant and I have called para-Christian mythology. So, you know, Dante, Milton, um, that sort of thing, Lewis even. Uh, in games, uh, we did like the Virtues and Vices series, and we have then branched from there into general use of gaming for good, be that, you know, therapy or just fellowship and friendship or that sort of thing and storytelling technique and whatnot. So we're all over the map over the about six years that we've been running. And uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to be here and actually doing the the proper gaming itself on air instead of just having a meta conversation about it. Yeah. I will put all, all sorts of links in the description for where you can find these lovely people. Okay. Thank you. Uh, what is it? stgcast.com? Org. 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 Thank you. See, that's perfect because I'd have had that wrong. Um, and they are. That's okay. I did too for the first year or so that I did this. It made it very confusing whenever I wanted to edit something. For like the first six episodes of this, I had our Twitter wrong, <laughs> and I didn't realize it. Um, oh, no. Podcaster problems. <laughs> we are not sitting on a hill gaming on Twitter. We are sitting on a hill game, and I don't know why. Okay, so actually. Where I found you guys was I went looking for Christian gaming content, and you guys were the first thing I found, and I have been listening to not quite all of the episodes, but I'm a good way through it. You guys have a lot of episodes <laughs> over your six years. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of really interesting ones. I like, I particularly like the ones with um, Derek White. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's fantastic. Derek he is such a fantastic dude. He's fantastic. He's, I believe he is the geek preacher. Um, yes, he is, and he is great, and also semi, 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 semi local to us. Hmm. Um, 
because a bunch of us are in Tennessee. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, By the way, let me plug great. something else. If you like um, Derek and you like us, uh, Derek and I are actually going to be recording an episode of Mike Perna's Barden Bible podcast tomorrow. So that'll be going up at some point in the near future. Which I also super recommend. It's really good and is a, I guess, nerd devotional, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes he just completely drops the nerd and goes full devotional. And those are also yeah. absolutely great. Yeah. So uh, I will also put Bard and Bible in the show notes. Fantastic show from Mike Perna from uh, Game Store Profits is, I believe, his other podcast. Yep. Um, both of those are, are very good nerd and also Christian things. Um, there's more of that out there than I realized. And that mm -hmm. makes me happy. Generally speaking, once you find one, you very quickly find all the others. There's a harsh trickle-down effect with that. Like, it just kind of... Yeah. I'm like, oh, 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 okay, sweet. There's a lot of this. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, okay. it helps that we all find each other quickly. Yeah, it helps that we all find each other quickly, know each other, and like each other. Yeah. So it's like all of this crossover and, like, guest hosting and... Yeah, it's... It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. You guys also have a great... And now you guys are part of it. You guys have a great Discord, too. Uh, yeah, our yeah, Discord I love those pretty guys. darn good. They, uh, they have been super helpful. Okay. Yeah, it's a good crew there. Let's hop into the stabbing. And I promise it's not goblins this time. It's almost always goblins. It's actually not going to be goblins this time. Hello, alert. There are actual no goblins in this, in this session. Um, what? All yeah, right. It's probably slightly disappointing, actually. Kind of I mean, become a theme. I mean, I did get to use my Marfolk dagger once, so... You might get to use it a second time. So that'll be Hooray! Uh, so when we last left our grand party of adventurers, they had uh, arrived in the city of Keon to visit the king and tell him uh, they had dealt with the gentleman who was trying to overthrow him, Baron Telix, and they actually brought him... Uh, Telex as a prisoner. They did an excellent job there. And as they were about to leave the palace, having talked to the king, the city of Keon was attacked by the merfolk uh, from the kingdom of Mayendal. And the city is now under siege, and they are attempting to escape the city with the king and take him to somewhere safer. I believe when you guys, the last thing I think you guys did was uh, you fought a couple of merfolk and then we're making your way out a side exit of the palace and into the street. So we're going to pick up there. Um, you guys come out into the street, uh, the three of you and Grio and His Majesty, as you can see here on the, the map. Um, yeah. Okay. He's large. He's large. And now he's small again. Okay. Um, and you guys are heading down the street. You, you can kind of hear the sounds of fighting all around you, the king's... Uh, men are fighting the merfolk. The merfolk are generally terrorizing the countryside around them. And uh, you guys are kind of headed down a street, and you can see at the end it turns uh, sort of both directions. You can either turn left or right, but it stops at the end. Uh, you guys are coming up to this corner here at the end, and go ahead and make me perception checks, because you're starting to hear fighting uh -huh. that is closer to you than what you had previously heard. All right. I think I hear general noises. Yes. And some that darn butterfly is back. I some, know, right? Some sort of weird fish noises. <laughs> blub, blub. They're just 
Don't don't ask why that's there. It's fine. Um, okay, Lisa. Yes, uh, we'll go with that. Um, you can tell that no matter which direction you go with the split, there is gonna be probably some people looking to not let you go that way. Um, but you can tell sort of off to the right, you hear other other things fighting that aren't maybe just fish people. That may, maybe aren't bad. Let's go with that. That wasn't leading at all, I promise. Um, <laughs> what a nice railroad I found here. I know. All right, so let's... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, this way, and then I guide everyone to the right. So you guys come around the corner, and immediately in front of you, you see four of the merfolk that you previously faced in the castle. And on the other side of them, you see two other people that appear to be on the verge of engaging with said merfolk people. And uh, make me nature checks. Yeah, na- nature checks. We'll go with that. It's okay. Can we get all the bad rolls out now? They, they, smell, <laughs> they smell vaguely like fish to me, which, which is appealing. That That's <laughs> right no, as a cat. No. Perfect. I did not think I about s- that at all. I see a butterfly. It's that stupid butterfly, man. It's a nature check. It's He's a very pretty butterfly. in literally every episode of this podcast. Um, <laughs> so what you see, uh, let's see, Jenna, you actually see something that aren't just the merfolk you fought before. You see large amphibious, like almost frogs-like creatures. Oh, excellent. Uh, that is sort of seem to be with the merfolk. Oh, no. What a riveting development. I told you it was going to happen. <laughs> There it was. Oh. It begin. Yep. If this was a YouTube Puns. video, there would be a little counter in the bottom corner for for Daniel puns. So That's fun. okay. I'd, listen, I'd, I'll just make a tad more. <laughs> no. Oh, let's not jump to conclusions yet. here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That, that one was subtle, though. I like I like that, Peter. That was uh, that was subtle. Um, good night. Okay. Speaking I've of de- my character, yeah, I've been derailed. Okay. All right. So, Peter and Jenny, uh, in front of you are a bunch of green mer people, and they're two frog companions. And they seem real aggressive towards anything that's not them. Uh, you know, okay. you guys have just kind of gotten into the town, and as you've been moving towards the palace, which was your your intended destination, uh, you have kind of run into this small band of them who have been uh, uh, attacking the town folk. And on the hey. other side, you actually see four people, and you, Peter, you recognize one of them as the king. Okay. Whom you have met in the past. I will lock eyes with uh, whoever seems to be in charge of this little group that's confronting us, draw myself up to my full almost eight feet of height, and just kind of, like, sling this massive log of a weapon that I have off of my shoulder and let it kind of hit the dirt with a thud. I would be somewhere else right now if I were you. Uh, one of the merfolk just leaves. 
<laughs> he's, he's not interested so, anymore. So what you're saying is he's feeling ambivalent. That made me a little sad. It's good. In a good way, but it made me a little sad. The others seem to have more resolve than he does. But they, uh, they are a little disconcerted that one of their companions has left and that they now seem to be surrounded when they were previously doing the surrounding. Um, that the, the tides have turned. Oh, fish joke. Oh, oh. I did it myself. Oh. That wasn't even intentional. They're just swimming in enemies right now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Simply just, awash in them. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just sweep over them like a flood. It'll be just, fine. Just let it cascade over you. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for jokes at this scale. Because <laughs> oh. we've got a tabaxi, so... <laughs> Oh, cat, catscade, yes, good. Catscade, oh, yes. Yeah. Fish and cats Double at the same pun. time. Oh my gosh. And I'm not even going to edit any of it out either, because it's too good. You really shouldn't. No. I shouldn't. Okay, but what we are going to do is, is we're going to roll some dice. Yes. And uh, particularly, I'm going to need you guys to make me initiative checks, please. Okay. Okay. I, yes! yes. Well, we know who's going first. Well, I should have made all those puns. Now they're hopping mad. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to let it go. It's not <laughs> The first finger folk are all coming for Daniel. They're, they're all feeling froggy at this point. Yeah, they so. are. It's almost like we're swimming upstream. <laughs> this has gotten out of hand real quickly. All right. Um, do I have Extra punsters. Uh Jenna, is that 1d20 plus 3 your initiative? It is. Okay. They they are so angered by your puns that they are going to go first. Oh, um, no. And then, okay. Actually, I think they, do they actually literally all, they actually literally all go before you guys, huh? And this one. Okay, perfect. Um, so this first Merfolk gentleman here on the left um, is really not interested in all of that stuff over there next to Peter because um, that seemed not good that your your mall is as big as he is <laughs> uh, so he thinks his odds will fare better in the opposite direction and he is going to move very aggressively towards Mr. Magic Beard haha <laughs> And he is uh, going to try and hit you with his axe. Uh, let's see. Does that beat your AC, sir? Ooh. Oh. Ah. I must. I must. That actually. That sounds like a yes. I like that. <laughs> uh, oh well, that's not what I meant to roll, but I'll take it. Uh, add two to that, so you take nine, sir. Ah. Oh. And. Then this gentleman is going to charge. Oh, if you hold it, it does the. Huh, I didn't know I could do that. Uh, he's going to charge at. Uh, is it Sorrel, Jenny? Uh, Sorrel. Sorrel, okay. Uh, he is going to charge at Sorrel and attempt to swing at you with his axe as well. That does not. Nope. It does not hit. Not even a little ah. bit. Uh, and then the gentleman on the right, he appears to sort of be in charge. Um, he is 
he actually doesn't seem that disconcerted by Peter. And, uh, or as I should, uh, Desilov, is that it? Yeah, Desilov. Uh, he is actually going to move towards Desilov, and he is going to swing his axe at you, sir. Um, nope, not that one. Oh, well, close enough. That works. Yeah, that'll connect. And he actually has a much larger axe than his compatriots do as, you know, being in charge and such. You take nine, sir. Petricor. Yes. One of the frogs hops over to you mm. and lashes out at you uh, with what are appear to be much larger claws than you would expect a frog to have. Mm. And... 20. That does hit. You take... 5 damage. Uh, because they do a default amount of damage. Man, DM's dice are on fire. Yeah, it's going real yeah. well today, actually. Yeah. There we go. Uh, <laughs> that is a 20 against you, Sir Liesel. Yeah, that definitely hits. You also take 5. Yeah. Um, and now it is... Just merely tired from all the fighting and goblins. Yes, you guys have been worn out by goblins. Uh, Petricor, it is your turn, ma'am. Um, now, question: If I were to move over here, would I then um, be flanking this guy and get to, to use my double attack, or? Uh, that would be here. Oh, okay. Well, let's move there. But you can you can kind of swing around him like that. That's fine. Yes. And you will get to. You'll get to sneak attack. And does it hit? What's no, you miss. No. No, no. All right, well, I'm going to um, take this opportunity to kind of... Well, if I stay here, then would that give Biggs any sort of advantage? Uh, yes, it will. He will right. He will have advantage as you two are flanking. Okay, I will stay. Taunt him a second time. Um, oh, oops. Uh, let's see. Whose turn is it now? Biggs. Perfect timing. Hey! <laughs> it is your turn, sir. And you may roll with advantage as you are flanking this merfolk gentleman. Cool. Do I add anything for the advantage, or what do uh, I do? You can roll you Roll a d20 twice and take the higher number. Yeah, roll your, oh. roll your to hit twice, and we'll take whichever one is better. And yep. I'm assuming you're using your, your mace? Yes, mace to the face. Mace that man in the face. Alrighty. Oh, excellent. Okay. Uh, he takes he takes some some damages. Desilov, it is your turn, sir. All right, I'll uh, I'll look at this guy in front of me and give this kind of little bit of a sigh, like, why does it always come to this? And then swing at him with my massive maul. <clears throat> Fifteen hit. Just shy, sir. Ooh. Okay. Um, There's this light breeze as this massive thing swings through the air. Uh, Sorrel. Yes. Um, I would like to rage, please. Make with um, the raging. So what happens when I rage is I actually need to relook this up. I've got it right here. 
Okay, so that will activate my storm aura. So upon raging, a story, stormy magic aura emanates from me 10 feet in every direction, not passing through total cover. Um, and so because I've activated this, I get to choose one of the mer people, and I'm going to choose the one right in front of me okay. that uh, tried to mess with me. Um, and so uh, uh, this effect is activated. I can choose one target creature. Target must make a dexterity saving throw, please. He and will do so. What is that your DC? Must, the DC is 12. So uh, oh. you've you done it, but you still it. take... Um, uh, on success, you take 1d3 lightning damage. Okay. Uh, if you will, roll 1d6, and I will take half. Okay. 1d6. Oh, I have to do the slash R thing. There. Perfect. Okay. He will, we will roll up. He will take two damage. Okay. And excellent. And um, and you can so also that, click on the left. There's also a that little dice button over there, uh, and it'll what? actually pop up a, a rolling oh, screen. Oh, I see the little dice button. Yes. Okay. Or you can um, do the the slash R thing. Either one is fine. Okay. Um, and so that was a bonus action to rage. Yes. Um, and the storm aura just kind of happens. So I'm going to um, swing with my long sword, and. Uh, and you get Try bonus do... damage for that, yes. Because, can, of, because I... of the rage. Sorry, what was that? You get bonus to damage because of the rage? Yep. Okay, um, excellent. And yeah, yeah. So let's see how that works. I It, it gave me advantage. I don't want to do that. I tried how do to I hit him. That's that? great. There's... I, I like your labeling scheme. Yeah, I, I try to hit him. I try to hit him. Um... <laughs> But uh, generally, yeah, so it accidentally rolled advantage for me, but I don't want that. that that's um, fine. Uh, neither of them hit. But I'm, Yeah, it, it didn't hit anyway. But, yeah, I'll try to figure out how to do not advantage in the meantime. Oh, built into the thing, sure. Yeah, it's uh, built right into it. I don't want that. Yeah, let's, let's just assume while they showed up, I um, kind of, I made a, this great gesture that none of you can see. Uh, that, that I kind of pushed him to get him back behind us. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Um, I think since we're in dire straits and the king is right behind me, that I'm going to do a thing. Okay. Um, do, what do, I'm going to do is I'm going to put a flaming sphere right there. So that's a second level spell. Okay. And... Uh, let's any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must, must make a dex throw, and a creature takes 2d6 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. Would you like to move the sphere, or would you like to leave it there? Uh, let me see what it says about ramming things with the sphere. Yeah, I'm just gonna have it ram the frog right in front of me just bring it straight down into him uh so that's i think that's just the 2d6 yeah i think it, it forces him to make a dexterity save yeah forces him to make a dex save all right so my dc is 13 stop rolling so well <laughs> uh he still takes half all right so, so half of nine he will take five and that was the frog. Yeah, the frog right in front of me. Okay. And then, and then anything that ends its turn within five feet of that sphere is going to take damage. Uh, so 
you guys also need to move. Uh, uh I is... think just Petricor. Er, oh, yeah, actually, you're right. Biggs is outside of that, and so are you. Okay, it is back to them. The Merfolk gentleman that is next to Mr. Magicbeard. I'm going to lean into the puns. He would like to ask you a question. Ah. I've, not, I've definitely not made that one in almost every episode we've had so far. It's such a hack. That's not a thing I've done at all. Fear the beard. And he misses completely. Yeah. Like I said, he's such a hack. Oh, jeez. He was just trying to bury the hatchet. <laughs> just cut right to the heart of the matter there, huh? Uh, he also misses... The, the other one also misses Sorrel. And okay. let's see if this gentleman... All right. Also, um, Mrs. Desultov. Don't forget. Don't forget. They gotta make stack saves with the Ooh. flaming sphere. Uh, oh, one of them has moved. Yes. Um, he will make his dexterity save. Two d six fire damage. Make that dex save. Uh, and he takes half of that number. All right. Perfect. And then the frog, frog friends will attempt to do their thing. Uh, one of them is going to... Or Liesl, did you move? Did I you did just, not. You just stayed I there? Okay. stayed there and was directing a fiery ball of death. He misses you. Uh, yeah. And he... I miss him, too. Uh, makes his deck safe. Boo. And takes... Two. Still takes takes a little, little bit. Uh, and then his friend will move over here because he misses uh, Petricor a lot. And, and wants to come hang out with her. Yeah, I'm, I'm game to play. He hits. Uh, you take five, ma'am. And it is your turn. Well, I think I'm going to try this uh, flanking business here again. I'm going to move to this guy. As long as... Oh, uh, yeah, you'll end your turn if you do that. You'll end your turn next to the Flaming Sphere and take damage from it. Oh. Uh, not leave me with enough moves to move out of its way? Um, because you would have You're to You're trying go... to hit this guy? You could probably just go here. I was just trying to flank and get a little extra stabby in. Trying to get her sneak attack. Um, if you want to, you could move, like, here. And sneak attack the frog. All right. Let's do that. that. About that. Oh. Ooh, yes, 16. You do hit. Yes. Right. Stab that frog. And I believe your sneak attack is 2d6 on top of your regular damage. Mm -hmm. Have uh, 2d6. Um, and I'm not sure if it's plus anything. So you, I think you have 1d6 for your sword, plus, I believe, 3. Plus two more d6 for your sneak attack. Okay. So you can, yeah, just roll three d6 plus three and I'll add it all up together. I'm smelling frog legs for dinner tonight. You are. Uh, like the roll. He croaks. Uh, oh. <laughs> I thought it. I face palmed and I said it anyway. Great. <laughs> I had to embrace it. No more frog. Oh, it's not easy being green. <laughs> Biggs, it's your turn. 
Hi ho, Kermit the Corpse here. Oh jeez. <laughs> Yay! That may get cut. <laughs> I am going to use my spiritual weapon. Okay. Makes that make make that secondary mace appear. It's almost like dual wielding. Basically. <laughs> and I just do I just Uh do. so we'll put a little uh, so you can determine where it uh, spawns, and there. I believe you you have a bonus action to let it attack on your turn. Yeah. So I can, basically, it looks like I can, the 1d8 plus 5, and then I can, uh, I can have a bonus where the weapon can move up to 20 feet and repeat the, repeating attack against creatures five feet from it. Yes. Let me... Cool. I haven't looked at that in a while. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So do I? I still do the twenty-first. Uh, yes. Go ahead and roll to hit. So that's the D eight plus your. Oh dear. That oh, didn't no. sound. I'm not looking at it, but that didn't sound good. <laughs> nope. Oh dear. Um. Uh, now that is actually it's supposed to be one D twenty plus your. Oh yeah, you oh. should totally re-roll that. Your your modifier, no. <laughs> Good try though, Jenna. I I appreciate the attempt. Yeah. Um. So in general, when you roll to hit, you are a d twenty, uh, plus four. Plus four, yeah. Yes. Uh, but that still misses. Um, but it's still there, and it'll keep hanging out through the rest of the fight to help you mace things in the face. Well, that's good. Yes. I'm glad I I made a, a weapon float for my turn. <laughs> and and apparently it can't take damage, so you don't have to worry about the fire sphere thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's ethereal, I guess. Sort of ethereal. Um, for more from my beard. <laughs> uh, Why couldn't your spiritual weapon be just a giant beard? It could be. It could act as a net. What kind of damage does a beard do? Intimidates. That's what it does. <laughs> huh. Uh, There's actually a monster that attacks with a beard. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Barbazoo. <laughs> Stay tuned for our next episode. Uh... <laughs> wow, that's like Medusa not... from the Inhumans, but with a beard. Yeah. Alright, anyway. Uh, Dessa, love your turn, sir. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take another swing at this lieutenant or whatever he is in front yes. of me here man i just keep rolling whoa um ah not quite another like sweeping swing of this massive like branch I'll just look at him like please just leave <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to, to to scare you away um would you like to do anything else on your turn sir uh move move flank. here move there okay Excellent. Uh, Sorrel. All right. Um, I'm going to uh, try to hit the one in front of me with my longsword again. Okay. And hopefully this time I will not... Oh, no, wait. Actually, I've... I had a question. I had a question. Okay. Um, are the merfolk wearing metal armor? I don't... Sh sure? Are you sure about that? Because that would give me advantage. I, you you ask on... a leading question for a reason, but I'm gonna I'm gonna run right into it. It's fine. All right, all right. <laughs> so I would instead of of swinging, uh, I would like 
to uh, shocking grasp the neck of this merfolk person ah, in front of me. Okay. So um, I make a melee spell attack against the target. I have an advantage if the target is wearing metal armor. On a hit, the target takes 1d8 lightning, and it can't make reactions until the start of its next turn. Okay, go for it. I don't remember how to make a spell attack melee. Um, um, so it should be... That... You should have a spell save modifier. I mean, maybe not if you're a barbarian. It says Oh, yeah, zero. that's kind of weird, because barbarians, you don't have, like, a... Hmm. I don't. I guess I, I, it... it said something. It said something about. Um... You use your uh, spell casting modifier, which in this case would probably be what your wisdom or your charisma or something. I think it said intelligence for high elf. Okay, yeah, well that's think it's, okay. it's whatever bon bonus then... you get from int plus your spell casting level, which would be zero. So int bonus. Only. So plus, I guess that, that'd be one d twenty plus one. I Am guess I... plus proficiency. I, I don't think I'm proficient. I'm, I'm not proficient. very proficient. I just know no, this thing. Yeah, it's normally like, it's oops. spell casting level plus uh, your modif plus your int or whiz modifier. Okay. But since you don't have a spell casting level because you're a barbarian, it's yeah. just plus one. Okay. So I, I anyway, I rolled a d20 by accident, but it's really good. Yeah, no, we'll um, take and, that. That's and fine. you said they did have metal armor? They do have metal armor. Um, okay. So if you want to roll again, just to see if you crit, but you do hit either way. I I, I hit. I even, hit even better. Uh, Could I borrow one of those rolls next time? <laughs> <laughs> There's no banking. Um, uh, so yeah, that's one d eight lightning damage. Let me yes. try this. There we go. So that one. Okay. Okay. He. He kind of. And kind of really regrets the armor choice he made. Um, <laughs> a little bit of the blinking skeleton thing. Yeah. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, okay. And Liesl, your turn, sir. Oh, boy. All right. Um, so I had to do some research because the, the uh -oh. blink spear is a concentration spell. Oh, okay. I was like, that so seems bad it, for me. No, it appears that I can cast other spells that don't require concentration while still holding that up. Oh, okay. Go for it. Which is good for me. Because I don't have a dagger of frog bane, I just have a dagger of merbane. So, um, to the frog friend right in front of me. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do burning hands. You make jazz hands when you do that? Not typically, although it appears I should probably start, because that was not good enough. That was not, uh, an 11 is not enough. You needed the jazz hands. I do need the jazz hands. They but as a bonus hands. action, I'm gonna have the flaming spear ram the frog again. Okay. Um, so deck save DC thirteen, and I don't even think it matters. He is low enough on the HPs. So the frog zipped away. That misses Sorrel oh, completely. Okay. So so the Merfolk <laughs> is trying to to fight Sorrel. What's wrong, Merfolk? Are you getting cold feet? Oh. <laughs> They're warm blooded. I don't a little know. bit They're of a lingering not, effect from like the electricity I, there, perhaps? Possibly. Yeah. I felt like I had to try and defend him a little bit. Um, so he hefts up the axe to take a mighty swing and hits his commander. Yeah. He just... Oh. It was the wrong... I don't know. It didn't It didn't quite work. Um, so He's let's floundering. Yep, yep, there it is. There it is. I deserve that. Yes. All right. Uh, the lieutenant takes some amount of damage and looks real confused 
because none of you have axes, and he has a huge axe wound now, and that seems incorrect to him. Um, and none of this adds up at all. He he looks at his sub, uh, subordinate very sternly, um, and slightly disappointed. Um, the other scout. Okay, uh, Mr. Magic Beard. Um, this gentleman's not a fan of all this stuff that's going around on around you, and is actually going to try and move away. So you get to make an attack of opportunity. Am, am I in reach to do that too? Uh, you are. You may Sweet. also make an attack of opportunity. Good, uh, so I, that's... I have this very thirsty dagger. You do. It is. It it loves the merfolk blood. Um, sure does. What is my... I'm, I have to find the page with my attack stuff on it. <laughs> I not, never use that. It's not an off-use skill for you. Um, you're... you're you, you, your spells are, are quite proficient. Yeah, although I'm an elf, I'm proficient in lots of things. That's true. Uh, uh, Mr. Right. Magic Beard, roll me that, that mace damage. Alrighty. <laughs> that sound Daniel made may become my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, okay, uh, Daniel, you do not hit. Uh, Mr. Magic Beard, you do, and he takes some amount of damage. <laughs> <laughs> some undisclosed amount. <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop laughing from the sound. That's great. All right, we're good. Um, so he's going to move over here. Actually, he's going to move all the way across. And Petricor, you also get an attack of opportunity. Bam. Uh, so you will not get sneak attack or anything. This will just be one of your regular hits. Careful, he's a slippery one. We need a sound effect. Uh, uh, still roll to hit, though, Jenna. Ah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that that part's important. No, no, it's not. It's apparently not because she does hit. <laughs> okay, well, that's, and is that damage like counted, or does she have to reroll? And I'll, I'll let the damage count. It's fine. <laughs> um, he looks in terrible shape, uh, but he is going to try and hit you. No, ah. not even a little bit. Desilov, uh, the gentleman next to you takes a big swing with his axe and that was it. He took a big swing with his axe. <laughs> Went that, that sure was a big swing you it took was, with that axe. Dude. Yeah, he did. Um, and that's actually the end of all of their turns because the frogs are gone. Uh, Petricor, it is your turn. You you made a new friend. Yay! Let's, let's, let's hurt them. I, I like that. Uh, what would you like to do? Oh, that no. No. Not mm. even kind of. You like him too much. I do. Well he smells like dinner, but you know every now and then you get confused because dinner kinda looks appealing and you're not sure if you should eat it or just stare at it and that <laughs> You're already full and so it's just kinda there. And yes. <laughs> Put the soundboard away, Daniel. It's alright, make sure that's queued up. That's probably gonna come in handy later. Was that actually <laughs> you? That was my assumption. I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm assuming you're the one who did that. Uh, it wasn't me. Hand a cod. His eye. <laughs> cod. Something fishy about that statement. Yes, just a little. All right. Mr. Magic Beard, you and your soundboard may attack, as may your spiritual weapon. <laughs> All righty. Please tell me if your spiritual mace hits that you may have a gong sound just queued up on your board. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That would be fantastic. Uh, you do not hit, but now roll for the spiritual weapon. Alrighty. It also misses. Ah! 
Uh, and I'm gonna move. Yeah, you guys are over here now. But you do have him trapped in real nicely. <laughs> Isn't Biggs uh, flanking now? Oh, actually, yes. Reroll your attack with advantage, sir. Roll, hey. that, roll that a second time. You are correct. Thank you, Daniel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got him pinned in. That's he, he's he's got nowhere to run. Um, Desilov, your turn. All right. Uh, if I move here, eh, come on. Why is my pointer not working? Oh, is that on the wrong thing? Yeah. If I move uh, here, is that flanking with uh, Sorrel? Yes. Great. Because apparently rolling regularly isn't getting the job done, so I'll roll with advantage this time. <laughs> no. Okay, <kidding>. then. <laughs> no, that that's good enough. Okay, yeah. I mean, we'll, if you we'll want to roll a second good. time to see if you crit, go for it. Um, it, it, sure, why not? Nope. Okay, we'll take, okay. We'll take the um, first one. So, uh, since that hits, I am going to expend a spell slot okay. to um, my Divine Smite ability. Okay. Uh, actually, I am also going to use the great weapon um, fighting style I have to re-roll that one. Okay. And still one. <laughs> so he takes 22 points of a mix of bludgeoning and radiant damage. Ooh, radiant damage. For reference, what does Divine Smite do? I'm not familiar with it. Uh, it's 2d8 um, by expending one of my spell slots, basically. Oh, instead of 2d6. I will, yes, I will okay. do the exact wording here because it's good for me to do that anyway. Yeah. Is, is, that a line... play the paladin. Yeah. is um, that alignment dependent or is it's not like smite evil? Nope. From it's just it's just a thing. Three point five. Yeah, it's it's just smite whatever you happen to connect with. All uh, right. Here's the exact wording. Starting at second level, when you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack, you can expend one spell slot to deal radiant damage to the target in addition to the weapon's damage. The extra damage is 2d8 for a first level spell slot plus 1d8 for each level, each spell level higher than first to a maximum of 5d8. The damage increases by 1d8 if the target is undead or a fiend. All right, well, it is okay. smitten. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and he's I gone. actually connected. <laughs> Me meaningfully, he is completely out of there now. Um, Desilov gives this kind of sad, resigned look like, I really don't like this. <laughs> but hey, that was actually really cool. I have not seen Divine Smite before. That seems real solid. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can only do it a few times, but it connects hard. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, Sorrel. Yes. Um. So there's only one guy left. Yes. And in front of me. And I'm going to try to longsword him. Okay. And does he also need to make his dex save against the zappy thing? Uh, the zappy thing only happens, like, I, I get the impression it's more like a wave that happens. So it's like, just as soon as I activate it, I don't think it's a continuous thing. Oh, it's not a continuous thing. thing. Okay, gotcha. Oh, that would be super awesome. Yeah, that's super awesome. the podcast train. Here he comes. Oh, doot, doot. Oh, okay. I've heard you guys talk about this. That's cool. <laughs> sure. Cool. We'll go with that. Well, I like that you can hear him fade out kind of yeah. as he passes. That's interesting. You, okay. You get a full Doppler effect. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, okay, uh, go for the longsword, Jenny. Alrighty. 
Nope. That's unfortunate. Oh, wait, am I still? I, I would still be raging. No, wait, never mind. That that just gives a straight bonus. That yeah, that's just bonus to damage. Okay. Um. Yes. Okay. So you miss. Um. Liesel. Yay! All right, I'm gonna be the multitasker here. Okay. All right. So, uh, first thing I'm gonna do is I'm going to firebolt the merfolk that's between Petricor and Biggs. Okay. So that's a D twenty plus five. Bam. Nice. Uh, connected, sir. Yes, and then D ten burning. A boom. Ba 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 boom ba cooked. I don't. That didn't work. Never mind. Um, All right. And he's completely done. Good. And then as a bonus action, I'm gonna roll this sphere right into that one. I think I got enough room. Uh, I think it's thirty feet. So yeah, you're good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Then I'm just I'm just gonna slam him. All right. So he needs come to make... on and slam. Welcome to the jail, man. You're welcome. I'm gonna go watch Space Jam now. Um, he right. makes a save, so that's not nothing. Uh, yeah, but he takes half of. Okay, that's fine. Two d six. Oh yeah, you got two. All right, so half. So rounding up again. Yes. So two damage. He takes. Yes. Thank you. That works. And it is his turn, and only his turn, and he's a little sad about that. Mm-hmm. Um. He's gonna move out of the way of the. No, oh, I can't move that. Uh, can it? Can you move the sphere up next? Thank you. There we go. Um, he's yeah, gonna... I, I don't know how to raise my old one, but I I moved the. Yeah, there's a. Okay. That's dead stuff. I can actually do the. Yeah. There we go. Okay. That's that's. Uh, good. He's gonna move next to Sorrel, and he's gonna try real valiantly because this has totally worked out so far. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> not not a good day for him nope. and his fish friends. Um, Petricor. All right, so I have a speed of 30. These squares are five, right? Yes, no. Five. Um, and what is my range on my short bow? Uh, more than enough to hit him from where you're standing. Excellent. I'm going to do that. Nice. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Roll that damage. Six. Mm. Uh, your range is uh, between 80 and 320 feet. Excellent. So, uh, but yeah, there that's... are penalties if you shoot from f- far away. But no no penalties by any means for 80 feet. Um, let's see. Where is his... Okay. Uh, very good. Biggs. Yes. It's, it is time for you and that magic, magic weapon. All righty. Uh, you can also move him next to... I think you actually probably can't get close enough. Actually, yeah, you can. You're good. Let's go right to... Oh, that's close enough to that. Okay. Um, but you can get the magic weapon next to him. That's so, perfect. So roll, roll for that magic weapon that's flanking somehow. Go with it. It's fine. <laughs> okay. There you go. Do that Do that sweet, sweet magic weapon, spiritual weapon, radiant damage. Spiritual mace to the face. Okay, now for that one, that's a D8 plus 5, right? Yes. Well, either way, that is enough. Um, so you have defeated all of the merfolk. You have defeated all of the merfolk in yeah. this area. Um, Your Highness, uh, 
looks like Quick the way question before out. we move on. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> any of these merfolk look like they're still alive and just unconscious? Um, sure. That last one actually would be very close to still conscious. Okay. Um, I will crouch down and use um, one point of my healing pool from Lay on Hands. Okay. And just, you know, kind of uh, whisper to it, um, we have spared you, go in peace. And just kind of give it a gentle shove as he stands up and just like, go. I'm showing you mercy. Get out of here. <laughs> hmm. Uh, he just, he kind of looks at you and he hesitates a little because he was not expecting that. He, he actually very deeply bows and kind of makes his way, yeah, there we go, on out in between a couple of the buildings. As he's walking out, I'm going to point out him menacingly with my dagger of Mervane and assume he knows what that is. Uh, it actually glows a little when you point it at him. And oh, it's he... like Stingray. <laughs> Stingray? Sting. Because sting. 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 It, it's... The Hobbit blows when oh, there's yeah, yeah, goblins. Yeah. The dagger, right. Yeah. Sorry, it's oh, a long the, It was the name. Ray. I literally Pardon? just listened to that part of that book. I just, the name didn't connect. They haven't named it yet. Oh. That's what, at the point I'm at, it hasn't been named. Oh, well, spoilers. Sorry. That's fine. Um, I mean, the book's like, you know, 80 years old. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. Great, great audio book, though. You guys have... Uh, n no merfolk, but some new, new things. You each, each group has some new things they're not familiar with. Um, the king actually looks up. Hmm. The Desolov is it? Yes. We have met before, I believe, some time we, ago. We have, your Majesty, and I'll bow. You <clears throat> represent the Firbolg Kingdom to the south, correct? Your memory is excellent as ever, Your Majesty. Thank you for your assistance, uh, you and your uh, companion. I'll uh, gesture at uh, Sorrel. She has been my guard on my entire trip here, and as you can see, she is quite skilled. <clears throat> Very much so. Um, I would welcome you to my fine city, but it is not what I would like it to be. I suggest we keep moving. I well, would you would you be happy to accompany accompany us with the king? I am uh Liesel. I am a court mate magi. And these are my companions Biggs and Petricor. Well that's all <clears throat> I nod slightly bowing and then proceed to ignore everybody else and go sniff at Desilov, just trying to pretend like that's not what I'm doing, but that's totally <laughs> He actually, he has a very, like, pleasant nature-y smell. He smells a little bit like, um, cedar shavings or something. Pine oh. fresh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, also, he's really big. Like, he's, he's maybe two inches shy of eight feet tall. He is so big. Jenna, make me your usual post-combat check. I know, I know it's been a minute. Let's see. Let's see if you remember what it's time for. Oh, oh, I definitely. Uh, I All right. Well, well, while, while she's, she's doing that thing, 
Yeah, I was going to uh, make a perception scan to look around the city, see if there's any good routes out that aren't completely overwhelmed with fighting. I'll make a perception check as well. Very good. Uh, yes, anyone is free to make... I, Biggs has you covered. Um, with with that very excellent 19, Mr. Magic Beard, uh, you see a path out that leads to one of the less commonly used gates out of the city. If, if I might suggest, perhaps maybe not one by the docks. Yes. Um, and uh, it will actually head you in the direction of Oriel, uh, which I believe is the city you guys were originally considering taking him to. Yes. Okay. That was the plan. So, uh, if you guys want to head that direction, you do still hear fighting in the distance um, from a variety of directions. And you can see um, Biggs in particular. You can kind of see out in the distance towards the harbor. uh, And you can see that there are a variety of ships of a make you have never seen before. And there are more coming. Um, This is by no means a small small contingent. This is this is bordering on a full like invasion. Thanks for joining us. For more episodes, check out cityonthehillgaming.com, iTunes, or other awesome podcast outlets. To contact us, email us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at cityonthehillgame. Thanks, and have a blessed day. He's gone. Oh, whoops. So, so for the listener, because you missed what was real creepy, um, I tried to move the f- frog token off the board and instead stretched it about six spaces. <laughs> that is just terrifying. Um, you can so only just see a squiggly leg and it just... Bam! It reminded me of oh, like oh Final Fantasy boss! <laughs> It was like one of those transition effects from the 80s in like a TV show. (laughs) (laughs) That and the star wipe. Enemies (laughs) in this world don't die. They get zipped into an alternate dimension. And you you were able to blink and see him teleport. He just like he stretches and then like elastics back together and disappears. Wait, do we just send him to the shadow realm like in Yu-Gi-Oh? You don't know, <laughs> but you know, we'll see. I may be we not. We forced him to Tesser like in uh oh, Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, he's he's gone to the uh great stagnant pond in the sky. <laughs> I may or may not be writing down campaign ideas now. So thank you for that. No. Uh, <laughs> and as you're traveling the multiverse, welcome to Bogland. <laughs> That sounds terrible. It sounds damp. Now, welcome to Dagobah. And stagnant. Yes. You guys may end up on Dagobah at some point. That seems fun. I like Dagobah. Sounds horribly here it does. Yes, yes. Mm. (laughs) My home this is. Okay, was it, Peter, was it saving the game where someone compared D&D being evil to what Yoda says about the tree? (laughs) I don't think so. Okay, I, I was listening to some podcast, and essentially the the analogy they were making is that D and D is sort of only evil if you want it to be. It's one of those things that it's it's about what you bring with you, and that's what Yoda says to Luke when Luke asks what's in the tree. Yoda says only what you bring with you. So what's in the tree is, in his case, is fear of something, <laughs> and so 
essentially the analogy is if you know if you bring positive things and positive ideals and morals into a D&D game, then you can have a lot of fun and it be totally fine. It doesn't have to be something you look at as being inappropriate. Yeah. I I mean that sounds like something that we would have said, but 6 I, years, man. <laughs> fair. 